Welcome to Birth Naturally. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Kate. And we are sisters having a conversation about everything from med-free birth to natural parenting. Hi, everyone. We are back. And today, Kate will be talking to Lexi. Yeah, um, it's cool that I was able to talk to Lexi. She talked about you know, being a first time mom and wanting to have a natural birth. She said she didn't really even know where the idea came from. <laughs> um, she just kind of was like, oh, natural birth, let me do some research into this. And and she actually said she started listening to our podcast, I think in her like first trimester or like really early in her pregnancy. And she just was like, I want to do that. So she had a natural hospital birth. And yeah, it was really cool to talk to her and you know, she didn't know anyone who had had a natural birth. Like it wasn't like, you know, a common thing among her friends or anything like that. So it was just cool to talk to a first time mom who kind of learned about it, did the research and decided that's what she wanted to do. Yeah. I, I love that too, because it's so, I mean, I'm sure a lot of our listeners have been there when you tell them you're when you tell someone your birth plans and they kind of get scoffed at, mm-hmm. and you know, especially when you're a first, mm-hmm. first time moms, especially it's like, well, what do you know? And right. You know, the, the wait and see, and you're going to want that, you know, and if you do want an epidural, then okay. But if yeah. you don't and you, you know, and you plan for it, it's very, very doable. It's possible. And I love hearing, especially it's, um, it's especially difficult when you're in a situation like Lexi was where she had, um, Pitocin, it makes your contractions, you know, a lot harder to deal with. It can be, so it's, it's, it's possible. Like the story like this just kind of can give encouragement to moms that are maybe facing something similar. So, you know, I hope that it gives someone that little boost they need to know, Hey, you know what? I can do it. I'm a first time mom. Maybe I'm getting induced, whatever, you know? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, it's stories like this where it, you know, it really provides that inspiration and being like, Oh, I can do it. Even if, you know, the odds are against me or if it's not a common thing or whatever, um, there's a story for everyone. And, you know, it really, it's really helpful to hear. So yeah. And actually she's, she's set pregnant and having her second they'll be a year apart <laughs> oh my gosh I thought that was interesting too <laughs> wow I know isn't, isn't that amazing too like when you were when we were younger and we'd hear people were like yeah I'm a year apart from my brother or whatever and you're like okay whatever and then when you become a mom you're like holy cow I know like <laughs> I know I can't imagine <laughs> that's cool though I'm remembering how it was with a toddler and a newborn and facing that you know, any day now. And yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a whole thing. That's a yeah, thing. I know a, it will be fun, but it will be uh, wild. <laughs> it's so, short yeah, lived. Exactly. I know. I'm sure at that point it goes so quick too. Cause you're just like, every day is just, uh, just well, a ride. When, when, you, when you have them too, like, and I've heard this from friends that have babies close together too. It's like, at least with the boys, like I would always kind of like, and I'm sure the same thing with the girls, you would like lump them together. Like one would yeah, do something yeah. that was a little old for them and one was a little young and they would just yeah. kind of do things together. But when they're closer in age, it's even easier. Like, okay, we're oh both gosh. doing this, we're doing mm-hmm. this, 
that's so true yeah i know i know like a year apart like they like all the same things you know (laughs) so yeah become like best friends you know like it's just easy yeah so yeah it was uh it was really fun to talk to lexi and we hope you guys enjoy listening to her story yeah and don't forget to follow us on instagram at birth naturally and if you are enjoying the podcast if you could give us a rating and review we would really appreciate it guys welcome lexi thanks so much for coming on the podcast today hi thank you for having me yeah why don't you start by telling me a little about you and your family okay um so me and my husband uh we've been married for one year we actually eloped last year Mm -hmm. Uh, and then we've been together for five years though and then i have my son bryson who we'll be talking about today um and we've got another one on the way oh congratulations thank you that's so exciting when are you due um also due april i have bryson in april oh, <laughs> that's funny yeah it'll be one year apart oh that wow oh my gosh <laughs> yeah it's gonna be crazy and fun (laughs) so when did you guys decide it was time to start your family and how was your journey to getting pregnant with Bryson okay um back in October of 2020 I actually went off birth control I had been on it for three years um just because I didn't have regular cycles um and I just kind of wanted to see what would happen and around January, I still hadn't had my cycle. And so I reached out to a hormone specialist um, in Denver, Colorado. That's about three hours from where I'm at. Um, And I went to him and he found out that my progesterone was low. Um, So he started me on that, which did get my cycles regular. Mm -hmm. That was about March once we started getting my cycles regular. And then my husband was, he said that he really, really was serious. He wanted to start a family. And I told him I was, I was ready whenever he was. So (laughs) um, he uh, told me that. And so the next time I went to my specialist, I, I let him know that we were ready to start trying, which was around April. Um, So he suggested we do a round of Clomid. Mm -hmm. Um, so I took that progesterone and then Clomid and, uh, that failed the first cycle. So he upped it and then it took the second cycle. So it was around end of July when we got pregnant. Wow. That's awesome. So it didn't take that long actually. No, it didn't. I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I'm sure. So how did your pregnancy go? It was good. It was really healthy and everything I could have asked for. It was a pretty easy pregnancy. Oh, lucky, lucky one. <laughs> yeah. So did you know that you like, have you always known you wanted to have a natural birth or was that something that you kind of decided while you were pregnant? Um, I'm not sure how I stumbled across kind of the natural birth Um but I started listening to your podcast and then um, I read that book by, is it Ina May? Mm-hmm. 
Um, I read that. I watched The Business of Being Born, um, and that just really opened my eyes, and I realized I did not want an epidural, um, mm -hmm. just because I've heard it can lead to more interventions, and I just wanted to have as natural as possible. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I... Uh, I just really started diving in. I was probably in my second trimester, uh, I'd say like 16 weeks-ish when, mm -hmm. I, when I really started researching that and I got into the hypnobirthing as well, um, which really helped come yeah. late delivery time. Oh, I'm sure. So did, did you have like friends or family members who have had natural births or, or what was the reaction that you got from them when you kind of let them know? What your plan was um a lot of the reactions i got were um you just wait until you're in it you're gonna uh, girl <laughs> oh, of course. and i was just like we'll see i'm like if i do that's fine whatever <laughs> if but I you, you clearly knew like because of all the research you were doing you were like there's not gonna be any yeah. interfections <laughs> if i can stop it yeah. like yeah. Well, and it kind of, it was like a challenge to me, people mm -hmm. saying that. I was like, oh, well, now I'm definitely doing it. <laughs> you actually gave me more incentive to. <laughs> yeah, my my mom had two natural births. Mm -hmm. um, so she kind of kind of told me what to expect. And then um, everyone else I know, though, really had C-sections or okay. um, epidurals. So mm -hmm. she was the only actual person I knew that had natural births. Mm -hmm. How were you feeling as, you know, you're, you got closer to your due date? Were you feeling uh, nervous or like, how was that excited? I was nervous. Um, I was really excited. I was ready for him to come out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was also really stressed. I had some family stuff going on. Mm -hmm. Um, which I think kind of kind of induced labor. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Stress, but oh yeah, I'm sure that can do it. How was your husband feeling? Like was he totally on board with this natural birth plan? Oh definitely. He was yeah. whatever I wanted to do, he supported and um I showed him my birth plan and I had kind of typed it up for my nurses and my OB and then I gave him a copy as well so mm -hmm. he could advocate for me. And he's very much, he's not afraid to tell people, no, that's not what she wants. Yeah. Well, that's so, what you need. <laughs> yeah, he's great. He's like my own little doula. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, did you consider hiring a doula or were you like, ah, eh, we got this? I didn't. I didn't consider mm -hmm. that at all. Um, this, this time around, I am considering it just more for like help after postpartum mm -hmm. yeah um, because I really would like to breastfeed longer than I did um, my son he just wasn't latching right so I just would like some more mm -hmm. help um, with that yeah so when you decided you wanted a natural birth did you always know that you wanted to give birth in a hospital or did you you know consider like a birth center or a home birth I didn't even know that home births were really a thing until <laughs> I started doing all that research. And then I was considering it. We have um, a lady that does those in mm -hmm. 
town just 15 minutes from us. Um, and I did, I was really interested in the water births, um, mm -hmm. but the hospital won't do those. Mm -hmm. So I, I considered it, but I just don't like the idea of being far away from a hospital yeah in case something were to go wrong which yeah I first was very healthy and everything was smooth but I I just need that reassurance and the hospital I go to they are they are very good with whatever I want to do and being as natural as possible so oh, I do great. like the hospital I go to yeah yeah I mean if you had a good experience the first time around you might as well stick with it right did you try any or were you doing anything or did you try any natural remedies to kind of get labor started? Yeah, I um, did the six dates a day. Mm -hmm. uh, gosh, I can't remember when I started that. It's whenever it's recommended. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I but I know I tried that too. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember when it, it was like maybe like only like a week before, but um yeah. It didn't do anything for me. <laughs> yeah, I so I did that. And then I drank mm -hmm. the raspberry leaf tea mm -hmm. as well. Um, and that just helped like calm me before bed even. Just yeah. Um, I don't know if it really helped. I think it did. This time I also want to throw in their perennial massage because mm -hmm. um, I think that'll help. But definitely. Yeah, yeah that's a, that's a good one to yeah. to try especially if you've dealt with like any tears previously yeah. um yeah I didn't do that but I but I do wish I did <laughs> um so you said you had a birth plan and you gave that to the nurses and they were like very receptive to that and kind of helped you along with with what you wanted in the hospital yep Oh, that's awesome. So when did contractions start and how did you know, you know, it was the real deal? <clears throat> well, I, uh, I didn't actually have contractions until I was well into my labor and delivery, or I didn't feel them anyways. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I, on the 4th of April, so two days before I actually had him, um, I had a kind of a gush of fluid and, I didn't know for sure if I had peed myself. I hadn't <laughs> the entire pregnancy. So I was like, I don't think this is pee, but <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah. And I actually had an appointment on the fifth. So it was the evening of the fourth that I felt that first gush. And I actually, it happened twice that night. Um, so I was like, well, I'll just have them test it on at my appointment. Um, so I went to my appointment about 5.30 PM on the fifth. And they tested it and it was amniotic fluid. Mm -hmm. um, luckily we had, I, our hospital is an hour away. Um, so I, I was like, just in case we're going to have everything ready. So we had yeah. stuff with us. Um, and yeah, they had checked me. I was two to three centimeters dilated. Uh, I wasn't feeling anything, but they said I was having contractions. So they sent me over to labor and delivery. And I got started on Pitocin just because it had been over 24 hours mm -hmm. since my waters had broke and they wanted to just get me going um, for risk of infection. Yeah. So I was on Pitocin all night. Oh my gosh. And how, yeah. how did that go? I, it was, 
a little frustrating. The night nurse that I had was coming in every 10 minutes to check on baby and she couldn't get the monitors right. Um, so I really did not sleep at all. The, the contractions weren't bad at all. They, I, it was just some back labor. Um, Mm -hmm. and I stayed at four centimeters all night. So the Pitocin didn't do a whole lot for me. Um, I really wanted to be standing and moving to let gravity help me. Uh, but that nurse wouldn't let me because she wanted to keep an eye on baby and with the monitors. Mm -hmm. So that was frustrating. I just had to sit there all night. Oh my gosh. That must've been rough. Yeah. Like sitting in labor is not, is not the most comfortable position. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So, so did you eventually get to like when that nurse left, did you get to kind of try different positions? Yes. (laughs) About 5.30 a.m. She told me that her shift was about over and she was doing her thing before the new nurse came on, the day nurse. Um, So I got about 30 minutes of sleep and then the next nurse came on and she was like, I'm going to hook you up to some mobile monitors. And I was like, what that's a thing why oh didn't I have that all night <laughs> so she she hooked me up to mobile monitors and she let me walk around bounce on the ball stuff like that um and then my OB came in around 7 30 and ruptured the rest of my waters and that's when things really picked up that was when it started getting intense oh I'm sure oh my gosh so that was what what you said about seven yeah okay so so how did you kind of manage that you know much tougher labor at that point yeah so they were good about I mean I think they could tell the intensity was picking up for me um and I just I didn't realize that it took about an hour and a half to me it felt like 10 minutes it went really fast for me, but I stood over the bed and just kind of bent over and was swaying, mm-hmm. um, trying to let gravity do its thing and breathing and kind of getting into the hypnobirthing. I I can remember at one point my husband was like rubbing my back and I was like, "Don't touch me." <laughs> I feel bad about that, but I was like, "Don't touch me." <laughs> I did the same thing. My husband was doing. Um like hip squeezes, like my entire labor. But then when I started going through transition, like that was not comfortable and he kept doing it. And I was said, I I just said, don't do that. (laughs) Like I was very calm, but I was like, you gotta get off. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I was, I was doing that swaying and that really moved baby down. Mm -hmm. Um, It was probably 9 a.m., let me see. I wrote this down because I have a really bad memory. And yeah, it is hard. I mean, the times all kind of it blends together. <laughs> yeah. um, so about nine o'clock, doc, my doctor came back in and checked me and I was at nine centimeters. So I went oh, from wow. four to a nine within an hour and a half. And that water, you know, yeah. breaking the water really just yeah. like got it going. I, I, I want to ask my OB this, why she didn't just rupture my water in the first place. Yeah. Like the evening before why she put me on Pitocin. That's um, a good question. Hmm. Because 
it would have just gone a lot quicker. And plus me standing and having gravity help me like I wanted to mm-hmm. also helped. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's a good question because obviously you would have rather them just, um, just, you know, break your waters instead of getting you on Pitocin right away. Like that, What you know, yeah. you would have, so at least, you know, that for next time, if, yeah. um, if the same thing happens that you have like options, you know, yep. Yep. You can also just say like, let's just wait and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so then baby was ready to come out almost. Yeah, pretty much. I, um, I was, I don't remember if my OB had checked me on the bed or while I was standing, mm-hmm. but I do remember the nurse told me after she had checked me, um, when I feel like I need to push, then we can get in the bed and start. Um, it was shortly after that. It was about nine 13. I re- I wrote down. So <laughs> apparently I remember that very well. Um, when I started pushing and, uh, 947, he was out. So oh, wow. That didn't take very long. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. So how was it? I mean, did you, were you happy that you went with a natural labor? Like, did you feel good right after? Yeah. Um, I remember when uh, they had checked me before the nine centimeters. They had checked me, and she, one of the nurses was like, "If you want an epidural, this is your last chance." Like in my birth plan, it said, "Don't, don't ask me." Don't do that. I know because like, it's I so tempting say, at that. Yeah, point. it's like and, now or never. Yeah, but that nurse was really helpful because she said, "This is your last chance," and then she said, "However, I will tell you when you start pushing, it will feel relieving. It won't be." Mm-hmm. Like it's not so much of a pain feeling as it is a relieving feeling. And so that really encouraged me to keep going natural. And yeah. so I did do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she also told me if I do need some sort of pain medication, they can push fentanyl. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I yeah. had that in mind. And I remember I, I was in transition for sure because I had asked them for fentanyl. Thankfully, mm-hmm. they did not give it to me. <laughs> so, You're like, just give me something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I should have known I was in transition. Yeah. Because I was yeah. asking for it. <laughs> You're like, this is not fun. <laughs> yeah. So what was your, you know, immediate, how did you feel immediately after? And then what was your recovery like with baby? Uh, right after we were just in bliss I remember oh. my my husband cried like the entire time <laughs> oh, that's so after. Sweet. it was sweet and um he wasn't sure if he would want to cut the cord mm-hmm. kind of grossed him out <laughs> but he did oh um, yeah and uh it was it was great for like that first hour we had that golden hour and just held him and yeah, it was, it was awesome. That's so sweet. And then um, when you, at how long did you stay in the hospital? And then, you know, how was your recovery like at home too? Yeah, um, I stayed in the hospital for 24 hours. So they released us um, around uh, 10 or 11 o'clock the next day. That's a short stay. It was That's... short. Yeah. 
That's but, nice. I mean, I I always was asking to get out yeah. early. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Um, one thing I forgot to mention is mm -hmm. uh, as he was crowning, my OB asked me if I wanted the vacuum extract, uh -huh. which I don't, I wish she hadn't asked me that because I think that really, um, I think that's why I tore so bad. I had a third degree tear. So did you, did you say yes? Like in that moment? Cause you didn't really. Yeah. She was starting to explain what that was. And I had interrupted her and I was like, yes, just get him out. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I wonder I, why, like, cause know. you were progressing so nicely. And, yeah, and I was, I was pushing just like I was supposed to. Mm -hmm. I mean, clearly course. i mean it only took a, a half yeah. hour so yeah i kept asking hmm. is can you see the head and maybe she thought i was just over it and wanted yeah. him out faster but i wish she had just let me keep doing what i was doing because yeah i had a third degree tear oh um, man that oh, that's took eight yeah. weeks to to uh heal oh no that's yeah. That's hard. I mean, were you like prepared for that? Did you do any research on postpartum and, you know, yes. what you could be doing and stuff? Yes. Um, mm -hmm. I, I had the witch hazel ready, the, um, depends ready. Mm -hmm. I bought a bidet, mm -hmm. which I highly recommend. That was really nice to have, I'm sure. um, especially in the beginning, just to keep it clean and yeah. It just kind of felt good. To yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> that water there. Um, so I well, definitely that, recommend the bidet. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even, I have thought about that. I always use those little squirt bottles, <laughs> but, yeah. but I mean, same, same concept. Um, but that's good that you kind of um, did do a little bit of research on postpartum because a lot of people yeah. just do so much research on the birth and don't consider what's going to happen afterwards and, you know, and having a baby, but also trying to take care of yourself, it, it can be difficult. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, yeah. The, good for you for, you know, and you said um, breastfeeding was, was not so easy. No. Um, well, in the hospital, it went great. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not really sure what happened around day two or three. He just would scream when I would try. He did not want, did not want it at all. Mm -hmm. um, so I went to pumping and bottle feeding mm -hmm. and we did that for three months uh, before the pumping just got mentally too much. So I, yeah, I did, but yeah, pumping is, it's so yeah. like time consuming. Yeah. It's... And he still had milk for three months after that, because I was producing around 64 ounces a day. Wow. Well, that's good. We had a great freezer supply. Yeah, that's awesome. Good for you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, anytime I pumped, I never got like anything. I, I don't, I, I don't know why I just could never, but, but like they, I could breastfeed fine. You know what I mean? It was very yeah. strange. But. I, um, I looked up power pumping mm -hmm. and I did that. That's where you do like the 20 minutes on 10 minutes off for an hour. Mm -hmm. and that really increased the supply because it's like the it mimics the cluster feeding mm -hmm. so that really increased my supply a lot oh wow that's good to know so would you do anything differently or um you know do do you have any plans that are a little bit different 
for your next baby since you you aren't too far away from <laughs> your next birth yeah um i i mean i think that birth went really well i mm -hmm. do want to talk to my ob about not asking me about the vacuum extract and stuff yeah. like that and yeah. i want to ask her why we didn't just break my waters in the first place mm -hmm. um, i'm not i mean this one i'm a little bit nervous if my waters do break at home since we're an hour away nervous about having a highway baby yeah <laughs> so, just it, the first one went so fast um mm -hmm. but my husband i was like will you please just watch a video so we're like prepared in case that happens and he's mm -hmm. like oh, I've delivered calves. I can do it. <laughs> like, oh, that's not the same. I mean, kind of. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, that is, that is always scary, but it always is good to be prepared regardless. So I think yeah. that's the thing about labor is, and, you know, just giving birth, you don't know what to expect. So just knowing all sides of you know what can happen. I also think that's why it's so good to listen to birth stories because you do get to hear so many different things and you always have that in the back of your mind. Yes, As you're giving birth, like this is normal or, you know, like I don't, like, like you said, like I don't have to have the vacuum. So you can talk to your OB about that. And now that can be something someone else talks to their, you know, doctor yeah. about. So, so yeah, just knowing all the things that can happen. So I don't think it would be a bad thing to be prepared for, for a car baby, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so do you have any advice for moms who may be considering a med-free birth? Um, I would say just go with the flow, um, mm -hmm. really breathe through those contractions and envisioning um, every time I would breathe in and breathe out, just envisioning him moving down with my breaths, mm -hmm. that really helped. Um, so I would, I would definitely research some hypnobirthing, read some books and, and listen to this podcast. I listen to every single episode you guys have. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so nice to hear that. Yeah. So how can our listeners, do, do they have a way they can get in touch with you in case they have any questions? Yeah, uh, you can find me on Instagram at LexiStraub6, L-E-X-I-S-T-R-A-U-B, and then the number six. Okay, um, awesome. Yeah, I'm open to answering any questions. So, Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for coming on and telling your story today. Yeah, thank you for having me and have a happy new year. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope that you are enjoying the podcast. And if you are, please leave us a rating and review. We would really appreciate it. And don't forget to follow along on Instagram at Birth Naturally. And if you go on there, you can actually see some new merch we have. So we hope that you guys like those designs. And yeah, until next time.